All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is, in fact, episode two of the Grain of Salt podcast. I am your fearless leader and host, Jason Shepard, chef owner of Cutting Edge Meals. Please feel free to follow me on Instagram. And by please feel free, I mean you should go and do that. So uh, just a little bit of a forewarning here. Uh, I just had a little bit of a nightmare with some Amazon customer service, so I'm in a pretty fucking pissed off mood. I cannot guarantee that this episode will not be offensive. So if you are easily offended, I might recommend you stop listening now. Uh, So you've been warned. All right. Today's topic, we are going to talk about recipes and why they are dumb and misleading and have the tendency to get you all twisted and confused and can can have the ability to fuck up whatever you're cooking. Now, before you get all twisted and upset and how could you say that? Just hear me out, okay? I'm not saying all recipes are bad. I understand recipes are good. Let's not fucking have a coronary with baking, okay? You want to make some cupcakes? Yeah, you're going to need a recipe, all right? I'm sorry. That's just how it works, all right? Baking's more the science. You need a recipe for that. Charcuterie, sausage making, bread, all right? These things require a recipe, all right, you fuck up a difference between a teaspoon and a tablespoon of salt. Guess what? Kaput. Okay, it's just that's how it works. The recipe for those things is needed. Okay, so now that we've understood that, and I this is not some sort of you know uh, vengeful uh, diatribe on on recipes, but I I just want to just help you understand where I'm coming from, okay? The recipe for me, it's pretty much all about the process. So you want to make something, let's take something easy like chicken marsala. You want to know how it's made. It's the process in which it's made. Yes, use the recipe for that. In what order should I do things? Do I boil something first? Do I pan sear something first? What do, what do I do? You typically look at a recipe because you don't know how it's done. So the process of how it's actually made or the order in which you should do things is what the recipe should be for. Okay. My gripe or my issue with a recipe is everybody gets all excited about the measurements. Listen, it's not that serious. All right, I'll use, let's say, chicken soup as an example. You, I'm going to go out on a limb and assume, all right, ass out of you and me, but you probably have had chicken soup before in your life at least once, okay? And if you haven't, I question in what planet or world you're living in. But you pretty much know the basic ingredients, all right? Uh do you really need a recipe for how much chicken stock you need? I don't think so, which is my point, okay? Um, another example, do you like spicy food? Okay, so let's let's pick something that, you know, you want to make a stir-fry. 
It, okay, well, pick whatever vegetables you want in the stir fry. Well, do you like spicy food? Yes. So add more peppers, add more spicy peppers, add more actual pepper, black pepper. Okay. There should be no question is one teaspoon of black pepper. What if someone doesn't like one teaspoon of black pepper? Therefore, that recipe is immediately obsolete. You should be able to cook based upon your personal preference. So again, if you like food extra hot and fiery, well, fucking add more pepper, add more cayenne, add add spicy peppers, add hot peppers. All right. If I the way I eat something might not be the same way you eat something. So if I'm going to sit here and say, this recipe must have one tablespoon of black pepper. Well, one tablespoon of black pepper for someone who hates black pepper is a lot of fucking black pepper. I don't think that's a lot of black pepper, but I like spicy food. All right? So that's, that's the measurement gripe I have. The second gripe I have is, and I'm on social media, I get it, we all look to these things for ideas. We all look to these social media websites and, and apps and all this sort of stuff for, for something new, okay? Uh, I'll use Pinterest as, as kind of the, what I'm going to pick on. I don't know what it is that frustrates the shit out of me, but... And now, let me rephrase that. I have found one or two good things on Pinterest, so again, I'm not... This isn't some sort of... Uh, I'm out to get Pinterest speech, but there's a collection of random fucking things on Pinterest, and by things I mean recipes, that don't make any sense, and that's just the way it is, and the problem, okay, so here's the problem, with Pinterest, you can upload or post or do whatever terminology you want to call it, your own recipe, or a recipe you found from some other putts on the internet fucking around in their kitchen on a Monday. All right. Now, what if this person has no goddamn idea on how to cook? Yep, they maybe are good at taking pictures, or maybe they're good at writing a recipe, or <laughs> imagine that. Uh, so it's... To me, it does not make sense. I don't know. It's just, it's very frustrating to, to whoa, I, I found this recipe on Pinterest. Did you? Did you really, though? Because I'm going to question the authenticity or the validity of that quote-unquote recipe you found on Pinterest. All right? If you've ever made something off Pinterest and it took you four hours to make, and then the end of the whatever you made, you sit to yourself and Jesus, that was... It's fucking terrible. I, how could that even be? This makes no sense. I followed the recipe exactly. Well, yeah. Where did, where did that person that posted it on Pinterest originally find it? All right? So uh, that's my gripe with Pinterest. Uh, and other, they're not the only ones, okay? So just the other websites and apps and all that kind of crap that that have basically... Uh, archive of, of quote-unquote recipes for you to follow. Uh, and so here's, the, here's another thing. If you listen to the first episode I had, I, I, I took out my, uh, my anger on grocery shopping and, and grocery stores and all that stuff. Uh, check it out. Uh, it's the original uh, first episode there of the podcast. Uh, I mentioned briefly 
uh, the magazines you would find in a food store. Uh, now, this is an actual real-life thing. It happened to me. Uh, I always pick up those magazines just for the fuck of it, just to see what's going on, what's in it, um, what maybe there's a good coupon. I, I have no idea. But I always pick up the magazines. And I'm not going to tell you what store I found this in, uh, but this is how ridiculous things have got in terms of recipes. So pick up the, the magazine. I'm flipping through it, looking at all the different pictures and all this sort of happy shit that's in um, the, the magazine. And I get to the recipe section. Okay, let me check it out. Maybe something will spark my interest. Maybe something will spark my curiosity. Flipping through, flipping through. Up comes a recipe for chili. Now, I get it. Maybe you like chili. Maybe you've made it maybe once or twice. Maybe you don't know all the different kinds of spices. I get that. And kudos to you for wanting to try something new. However, this recipe for chili had only a couple ingredients. One was beef, because it was for beef chili, okay? Uh, the second one was some beef broth, and there's a couple of random other ingredients. And the one that got me was salsa. So I'm saying, hold the phone. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me we are about to make fucking chili with jarred salsa? I'm going to let that sink in for a minute because that's literally the fucking most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Literally ever heard. Granted, again, I get it. You Maybe you've never made chili before. You've had it maybe a couple times. You wanted to try it on your own. Kudos to you for being adventurous. All right, yes, I get that. But literally there is no place in a homemade chili for jarred salsa. I do not know where that idea came from. I, I, it's mind-boggling. Literally mind-boggling. Okay? I'll take it one step further. I said to myself, okay, maybe this is just the magazine in the food store. Maybe I'm being dramatic. Maybe I'm being over the top. I typed in my computer, right into the Google machine, chili recipe with salsa. Lo and behold, there were tons of recipes for this fucking nightmare. Again, please, please for the love of everything that is sacred, do not make your fucking chili with a jarred salsa. This leads me to my second gripe. Recipes have become a lot less inventive. There is literally no creativity anymore in a recipe. It's all lazy. It's jarred food. It's semi-prepared food. How fast can we get this done? All right, I get it. You're on the go. You have shit to do. One, you should hire me. I take care of all that for you. Two, trust me, plan ahead, organize your schedule, cook things from as scratch as you can, all right? I get it. It's not always possible, but the end result will be a thousand times better. You will thank me for it, all right? I promise you, give this trend another three to five years, and this will literally be the new TV dinners. 
Bold statement. You heard it here, folks, right here, Grain of Salt Podcast, okay? I'm, I'll be the first one to go out and boldly say that. You keep this shit up, and we will be eating the new version of TV dinners. Bland, boring, oversalted, garbage, unhealthy food. Now, listen, again, I like to sit down and eat just as soon as I get home, just as much as the next person. That's not always feasible to come home and cook a massive dinner. Again, I get it. You're busy. We all have shit to do. However, you cannot sacrifice quality. You cannot sacrifice nutrition. And you cannot sacrifice what good food actually tastes like. It's sacrilegious in my opinion you can you cannot do it i understand that i am a chef this is what i do as as a profession someone who hates cooking you're saying to yourself this fucking guy's crazy i hear you but trust me give it a chance all right the second uh issue i have here in regards to to all this lazy uh pre fabbed stuff is think about what it takes to get that food into a jar. All right. Um, Let's take Alfredo sauce, for example. That's made with a lot of dairy. Okay, now now we have jarred dairy sitting on a shelf in a jar, unrefrigerated. Granted, it's jarred, and they took all the proper precautions. I get that, all right? Nobody's getting botulism, hopefully, but just think about that for a minute. Do you know how easy Alfredo sauce is to actually make yourself? It's literally milk and Parmesan cheese, and I guarantee you, if you do that, throw in a little bit of butter, all right? There's a process to that, so email me. We'll talk about it, but I bet you those three ingredients made from scratch will produce a better Alfredo sauce than whatever bullshit you're going to buy in a jar off the shelf in whatever grocery store you go to. Alright, so just understand that. Another thing, cooking versus baking. Alright, I mentioned this in the beginning. Baking requires 99 out of 100 times a recipe. There is a specific measurement to baking. Okay, that's true. So, be bold when you cook. All right? If you cook a soup or you make a soup and for those of you that know me, you've heard me say this. At the end, when you think your soup is ready and it sucks or it doesn't taste good, you can always alter that soup to make it taste better. You can add seasonings. You can do different things to the soup, okay? If it's too salty, you can add more liquid. If it's not salty enough, you can add more salt. You bake a cake, you pull it out of the oven, and you realize, oh shit, the cake is all fucked up, it didn't rise, it rose too much, it collapsed, it's dry, whatever have you, whatever issue there is, you will not be able to fix that cake. Okay? So, that's the cooking versus baking. I get it. A teaspoon of salt is way different than a tablespoon of salt, okay? Ask your cake. It will tell you. But do you really need to know how much chicken stock 
you're going to use in a soup? I, I don't I don't think so. I mean, but again, maybe that's just me being over the top and, and aggressive, but quite frankly, I you don't. All right? It's it's just wrong. You don't need to know. If it's not enough liquid, fucking add more. If it's too much liquid, keep cooking it. All right? Think about it. The longer you cook something, the more moisture that's going to evaporate. If you say to yourself, "Oh, Jesus, my uh, my carrots are well, they they're pretty mushy." Well, now you know. Put them in later. Don't put them in right in the beginning. Don't simmer carrots for eight hours unless you're making baby food. I don't I don't know what to tell you, but it's things like this that those little hints and tricks. Yeah, I get it. All right, do your research, but you'd need to know how much salt. Real, I mean, really, in a soup. I, I mean, come on, taste it. Use your taste buds. A little bit of critical thinking, maybe. Think outside the box. Be creative. Be bold. If it sucks, it sucks. What are you going to do? All right, now you know. You learn. Hey, you learned something. Congratulations. Okay, we should all be so lucky. All right. Uh, so, recipes. Okay. So, just a re- little recap. I think a recipe is good for the process. You need to know the order in which to do things. You want to know the process. I Step by step, follow it. That's nice. But don't get hung up on the measurements, okay? That's If there's one takeaway from today, please don't get hung up on the measurements, all right? So uh, now emails, all right? Let's talk a little bit about emails. Uh, none of you were kind enough to send me any emails, so uh, that makes me actually feel very hurt. So good job on that. Thank you, all right? I cry myself to sleep at night knowing that nobody's emailed me or, or DM'd me, Okay. Uh, so you should do that because I don't want to keep crying myself to sleep. So I will come up with another question for you via email. Uh, so let's think about it. Questions you might have, uh, the everyday run-of-the-mill questions, nothing too intense. All right. Um, well, we've been using this, this whole soup uh, issue here. All right. If you find something is too salty and you've made a soup, all right, you can fix it. You just add more liquid. It's a very simple, simple solution. Okay. Uh, also, if you're going to cook something for an extended period of time, depending on the spice, and I'm not going to get into the specifics and go through every fucking spice out there, but depending on the spice, you might be best to add it at the end or at least towards the end of the cooking process. So, let me describe a couple things here for you. Uh, fresh spices or fresh herbs versus dried spices and dried herbs. Uh, you're going to want to add the fresh herbs and spices always at the end. Okay, They're fresh. They don't take long to bloom. They don't take much to, to give it that flavor. All right. If it's dried, if, it, if it's you know an herb or another dried spice, you, you might want to add that maybe halfway through okay this this gives it time to to absorb the moisture and to and to really come up and and really bloom into into that nice flavor that that they have um this kind of coincides a little bit with uh last week's email question um with the the whole old spices thing so be sure to check that out all right so that would that would be my my helpful hint there um it's just 
it's easier to fix it towards the end than it is to have to redo it all. All right, so uh, fresh, fresh, fresh herbs, fresh spices, always use it at the end. All right, doesn't take much. Last couple minutes of cooking to just really get that flavor out. And if you're going to use the dried spices and herbs, which there's nothing wrong with, but it's going to take a little bit more time to bring out that flavor, okay? Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about a recipe, all right? This week's recipe, uh, I mentioned uh, soups and stews. It is kind of that weather, all right? Uh, I'm a huge seafood guy, so let's talk a little bit about seafood, all right? Uh, I would I would do a chowder, all right? You could do a clam chowder. You could do a seafood chowder, um, Let's let's do let's do a seafood chowder. All right, uh, I like white fish in my in my ch- seafood chowders. So uh, y- you know, pick a halibut or a cod or or even tilapia would do. Tilapia sucks because it's fucking boring, but it would work. All right, let's let's choose cod. Let's stick with that for this example. All right, this this little recipe here. All right, and again, you notice I'm just going to give you ingredients. I'll give you the process. I'll give you the ingredients, but it's up to you. You t- you tell me how m- how much salt and pepper you like. You tell me how much onions you want. How much celery you want. Okay. So start with cod. All right. If your fish smells like fish or your fish smells like seafood, please don't buy it or return it or throw it away. Okay. Uh, that typically means it's bad, and by typically I mean that's a good rule of thumb. So follow that. All right. Seafood shouldn't smell like fish. Uh, that's just very simple. All right, so try to find the freshest, most wholesome ingredients you, you can. All right, pay a little bit of extra money for it. It's worth it, trust me. All right, so cod, all right. Uh, onions, all right, going to do some onions in this. Celery, uh, some potatoes, and heavy cream, okay, uh, or light cream if you want to be on a diet. But uh, literally, you're just going to saute the onions and celery, all right? Just not high, but just get the flavors going, all right? Add your potatoes, add your heavy cream or your cream, and just cook it a couple minutes. Let the potatoes break down. Let the onions and celery break down, all right? The very last couple minutes of cooking, you're going to add your cod, all right? You do not need to cook the shit out of the seafood, all right? It's just going to get disgusting and rubbery and fall apart all right um couple options for herbs always well one always salt and pepper always okay uh two herbs uh use either thyme or dill okay again how much that's up to you but and i would use those fresh all right so buy the fresh ingredients there all right and for a chowder the key to a good chowder is to use only white ingredients so you've noticed everything I just told you with the exception of the time of the dill, okay, the big ticket items, those are all white ingredients. Cod is a white fish, okay, clams, that would fall underneath the same category, all right, tilapia, halibut, right, all that's a white fish, okay, onions, it's a white thing, potatoes, white, heavy cream, white, all right, celery is the only exception, all right, but here's here's my point, here's what I'm really getting at, do not fucking put carrots in your chowder, right? It's ridiculous. Red peppers, don't don't fucking do that. All right. It's just, first of all, they're overpowering, and it's just going to take over the whole aura, the whole taste, the whole look. All right. It, those super dyed vegetables. All right. The, the color will seep out. It will leak, and it will change one the taste, which is most important, but two also the look. 
of your actual chowder. All right, so okay, something to keep in mind. Uh, so now let's move right on to some food news here. Okay, this is uh, kind of cool, kind of scary. All right, um, autonomous food delivery. The fuck does that mean? All right, it means that there is in the works some self-driving cars. All right, um, and there's a few companies that maybe have thought this is a fabulous idea. All right, Pizza Hut and Domino's are among the the two actual restaurants leading that charge. Okay, uh, there's another company called Postmates. Uh, basically, they're just a they're solely a delivery service, but uh, they will bring you a package from point A to point B. Okay, that's what they do. But they are also um, testing out self-driven vehicles, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, that's coming up. Um, I mean, humans driving cars is scary enough. I don't know how I feel about a computer doing that, but to each their own. All right. Um, this is interesting. All right. Uh, heard it both on the radio today and in an article. Diet Coke felt they needed to be reinvented. Uh, for whatever reason, I don't know. Maybe they thought they needed a younger crowd appeal to the new generation. Um, you tell me. I don't know. Maybe you have an answer for it. But four new flavors of Diet Coke are in the works. Uh, also a new can. So the can will be a slim 12-ounce can. The four new flavors. Ready for this. Here we go. Ginger Lime, Twisted Mango, Zesty Blood Orange, and Feisty Cherry. Um, one, Diet Coke was fucking disgusting to begin with, so you're on your own there. But none of those sound appetizing to me. Um, just think about it. Add the word cola on the end of that. Ginger lime cola. Uh, I don't know. Twisted mango cola. Mm, lost me. Zesty blood orange cola. Mm, I don't know. Sorry. Feisty cherry cola. All right. Well, we've had cherry Coke before, so maybe... All right, so you, you're batting 25 out of 100. Uh, so good job there. Uh, and then, uh, so here we go, a little bit of free food, right? We all like that. Denny's in the news, all right? So apparently they're giving away free Grand Slam breakfasts, all right? So uh, here's what you need to do. Um, and this is straight up off of uh, the Denny's info here. Uh, to get a free build-your-own Grand Slam, all you have to do is place an online or mobile order from the Denny's on-demand platform. It's only this month, okay? So until January 31st, all right? So once you do that, then the next online order or mobile order through the end of the month is 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 you'll receive a free Grand Slam breakfast, okay? So you get, it, we have to be with technology here. You have to do shit online, all right? Or through the app or whatever have you, all right? I personally don't have it, so maybe if you do, all right? Um, you know what I'm talking about. If not, maybe this is a good time to try it. I don't know, but I'll leave this information in your hands. All right, do with it what you will. But if you want to receive a free Grand Slam breakfast, you go online or you go on the mobile platform, order your stuff from Denny's, and then the next order you get, uh, you get to receive a, a free Grand Slam breakfast. So um, you are welcome for that. And plus, let's be honest, breakfast is the fire. Uh, so you really cannot go wrong there. So, 
that brings us pretty much to the end of the ropes here. All right. Um, a couple things I want to just rehash. Uh, Instagram, Cutting Edge Meals LLC. Go there, search me, find me, follow me. Very simple. All right. Um, if you already do that, thank you for your continued support. All right. Uh, also, I recently signed up for Twitter, so I don't really know how that works, but uh, I'm working on it. All right. Uh, it's Cutting Edge Meal. That's my handle, Cutting Edge Meal, all one word. Um, apparently, I'm not good enough to have the S on the end of, of my Twitter handle. All right. Um, don't expect me to be super up on that, but if you're on Twitter, I'm there too. So follow me. All right. Be sure uh, the Grain of Salt podcast. Please go back and uh, listen to the first episode if you have not already done that. Uh, some good information there. And uh, please again email me, shoot me a DM, contact me, do whatever you need to do. Um, give me your questions, give me your comments, concerns. Uh, maybe I'll care, maybe I won't, but uh, it would be nice to have maybe some questions. Uh, what's what's on your mind? All right, I'm telling, I'm sitting here telling you what's on mine. Tell me what's on yours. All right, share with me. Let's talk. Let's dialogue. All right, um, I'm here for you, folks. All right, so just uh, reach out. All right, thanks always for listening. All right, and uh, hopefully you learned something. If you didn't, uh, may check in to episode three. All right, that'll be dropping in about a week's time. And until then, all right, stay warm, friends. All right, it's uh, we're here in a little bit of the uh, winter chill. Uh, and uh, we will catch up with you then. Talk to you later.